One, two, three. I think we're recording. So um, let's go ahead and see if we can get uh, our guest today is Adan Borajas. Uh, he's a Mexican-American, yes, um, who has succeeded by any standard in middle America. Would you say that you're uh, proof that uh, middle America, there is a, a middle America? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's go. Boom. Boom. Um, five, one, two, two, eight, eight, thirty-five, thirty. Okay, 1311, I'm help you. Is this a Don? Uh, yes, it is. Hi, it's Chuck Alton. How are you? Oh, hey, Chuck. How you doing? Good. Are you on a cell phone? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the landline store. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. Okay, let me see if I can. Listen, so um, first of all, thank you for agreeing to talk with me today. I greatly appreciate it. And I want to explain to you, you may have wondered, well, why would anybody want to talk to me and interview me for media? Right, right, right. I, yeah. I, I'm sure. Now, listen, I'm having a little bit of a hard time hearing you. Is there any way you can kind of boost your volume a bit? Uh, well, let me try. Hold on. Sounds like you got some things going on in the background, too. <laughs> That's better. That's better right there. Sure. So, you know, uh, I'm a journalist. And a broadcaster, uh, have been ever since high school a long, 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 long time ago. And uh, how old a guy are you, Don? I'm, uh, I just turned 65 last month. Yeah, that's a great age. Been there. Um, and so I just, uh, dropped into the Circle K that you were at, and I saw you behind the cash register. So what did I think? That you're a cashier. Right. Uh, and I stopped there for two things. I ended up buying a cup of coffee. I think I exchanged a coupon for um, uh, for some hand sanitizer. Uh, that is correct. Yes, I remember. Uh, and, um, uh, and I noticed that you were getting, that while there were gas stations all around you getting $3 and up for a gallon of gasoline, uh, uh-huh. that you were selling it for, I don't know, two seventy nine. I've seen it for less. Uh, yeah. in recent days so so that's and then I came in and you know being a, a journalist and I people who know me probably think I ask way too many questions uh, but <laughs> you wouldn't be a journalist if you did yeah for sure and so um, uh, in 30 seconds I learned that um, you were a 40 year plus associate of uh, Circle K correct uh, and I said I think I said to you um well, gosh, you said you were probably going to retire. Are you still plan on retiring in 23? That, that's my plan so far. Yeah. yeah. And so how many years will you have uh, been or close to how many years will you have been uh, with Circle K when you, if you retire next year? Uh, well, by the time of that, next year, it'll probably be like about 47 and a half. <laughs> so you hooked me right there. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, now, let me ask you, um, so 47 and a half years, going on 48 years, if you retire next year. Correct. Uh, and I think I said something to you like, 
well, gosh, you know, are they going to give you a car or maybe a house? And you said, no, I don't need a house. I've bought and paid for three of them since I've been here. Yeah, with the company, I saw that. That is correct. Yeah. And so um, when you just said uh, the company that I started at, what did you mean by that? Well, the, the, the company I actually was Circle K before that, which was back in 1975, September of 75, actually. That's when I started with them. Uh-huh. And back then, it was... Uh, it was a, I worked for a franchise owner because he, he franchised that particular Circle K. Right. Okay, after 10 years of working for him, I said, well, maybe it's time to move to the big city. So, and then me and my first wife ended up moving here to Austin. And of course, I applied with Circle K up here, but uh, apparently at that time, they weren't looking for managers. So I ended up with a uh, local company that was here called Slap and Go. Shop and Go. Stop and go. That, was, that I started working for them as, mm-hmm. as a manager, mm-hmm. and uh, they hired you as a manager based on your experience as an employee for a convenience store. That is correct. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Correct. And of course, I worked for them for maybe about uh, maybe ten years, I'd say, and then they ended up being uh, bought out by Diamond Shamrock. And so. Um, it, it's it, it, what makes it uh, i have so many questions to ask you okay we you back to um uh 1975 yes sir. um uh, who was the biggest uh, chain of convenience stores then uh i, I think back then in the era i think it was it was still 711 mhm and what is that uh, posture today uh i think we're pretty much circle case pretty much up there with uh with 7-eleven because we're pretty much international so it's two the the two companies 7-eleven and circle k are the biggest by far as as, as to best of my knowledge yes right gotcha so um what was um first of all i'm astonished that anyone obviously you made it work for you and tell me how you did that, um, because when I think of someone working for a convenience store their whole lives, uh, I think that somehow or another you've turned this into proof that there is a middle class. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, definitely part of that middle class. <laughs> How'd you do it? What What was your? Did you have? You did you always have a partner that uh, uh, also contributed to the household revenue? Well, yeah. Well, of course. Um, I, when I first moved up here, I just maybe been married maybe five years mm-hmm. moved up here mm-hmm. and we've been together for five years and then of course she worked for for uh abbott labs while she was up while we were together up here in mm-hmm. austin i gotcha and uh you know so i started you know you know as manager was so was so or was stopping go mm-hmm. in austin back in uh, 85 so when i moved up to austin and i worked for them like i said for about 10 years and then uh, of course you know, I ended up uh, starting one of their their slowest stores. And because that's the way it works. Yeah, it's the way it works, correct. Mm-hmm. You start at the bottom and work your way up. And yes. then I think my second store pretty much ended up being uh, like a, mi- a middle, mid-level store. Uh-huh. And then by the time I ended up leaving that place, it had turned into a high-level store. Just because of the construction in the area uh, back then... Uh, they uh, they started construction on, on 183, doing all 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 the, all the work that 183 is now. Mm-hmm. And, and 
and it took a while, but they, uh, it, it, that store just pretty much turned into a top level. Well, you 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 raise more questions than you answer. <laughs> uh, so uh, here's the deal. Uh, back in 1975, uh-huh. um, take us back there. How was the convenience store? Um, uh, what was the age of the quote unquote convenience store, and how was the convenience store different then than it is now? Oh, well, back then we pretty much uh, convenience store pretty much just offered the basics. You know, your your, uh, your cold beers, uh, hot coffee. Uh, uh, the one that I worked at did not have a fountain machine at the time, mm-hmm. so all we sold was you know cold beverages out of, out of the uh, out of the refrigerator mm-hmm. cooler, like by the bottle. By the bottle, by the can, you know, whatever mm-hmm. was available at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we sold we sold a lot more groceries at this that particular location that I started at because mm-hmm. it was kind of that that kind of a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And 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 that little store that I worked at was pretty much the the only major convenience store chain in in in, in town. All the other several other convenience stores were pretty much mom and pop stores. Back then. Back then, correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with with no real buying power. Uh, correct, with no real buying power. Mm-hmm. With no real buying power. Hmm. Um, what? Um, uh, why do you think, or do you think, that uh, convenience stores are better today than they were then? Oh my God! I mean, we've come we've come so far in the last well, in the last you know forty some odd years that I've worked for in the in the business. Uh, most most everybody, all the big stores now offer. Hot foods left and right, you know, from pizzas to kolaches to uh, some of them offer fried chicken. So and like, they, and they team up with other brands. Oh yes, yeah, come up with other brands. Uh, uh, there at a point, there at a time, we were even had our own branded uh, fast food uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and chips and drinks and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. To that point where, which was more of which offered a uh, more of a bargain for the for the consumer. Mm-hmm. Does um uh, does a convenience store, and I'm not asking you for particulars, but this is a multi. Each store is a multi million dollar per year store, revenue wise. Yeah, revenue wise, yes. Most most of, most of them are a million plus. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Which is right up there with um, other kind, like dollar stores, are kind of like oh, that yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, is uh, it? A, are uh, they simple? Uh huh. So what um. For people who might, um, uh, it is Circle K and our convenience store companies uh, like uh, you and Seven uh, Eleven. Uh, are they gr- uh, constantly growing? Have they peaked? Have they leveled off? And and um, is there opportunity for people to do something like what you've done in your career? Oh, as far as opportunities, there's always opportunity to to come in and. You know, start at the management, lower, even even the lower management level, and just work your way up to, to like I said, the the business, which we call them. Uh, actually, we used to call them. Uh, I can't even think of the term right now. Uh, a band. You know, I started like a band one. We had band one to up to band five, which five would be the top store. And the one I have now is pretty much just like a band, say maybe band two, maybe two and a half, mm-hmm. kind of halfway up there. Mm-hmm. But, so what's the top uh, band? Uh, it would be a band five. And what is that? That's pretty much, uh, I mean, a store that would probably do maybe three to four times more uh, business per year than, than what my particular store would be doing. I got gotcha. you. That would be several million dollars uh-huh. Uh-huh. per year. So. Tell me, um, one of the things that attracted me to the store was the, not cheap, but cheaper gas. 
And I'm wondering, um, how can one company offer gas at, say, just an example, uh, $279.9, when the gas stations around it are charging uh, $3 and, and more? What's the, yeah, what what like causes 20, that? 20 to 30 cents more per gallon. Yes. Uh, well, you know, and honestly, pretty much we all get we all get our fuel at at the same price from from the distributor. It's the same fuel, same same cost, and and pretty much it all depends. Like the stores around me, the ones that you saw, those are independents, which like is, was be considered mom and pop stores, owned by individuals. Mm-hmm. So as a corporation, as a corporate store, we can offer a lower price. Mm. For our fuel, mm-hmm. then I guess then they would, or, and my understanding sometimes they want to make more money per gallon, so they up their price. Well, I would just have a tough time doing that. Uh, yeah. have, having my sign saying three nineteen and yours saying two seventy nine. Yeah, yeah. It's and and I mean, as long as I've been at at this particular location, I'd be it'll be uh, I'll be here ten years come April mm-hmm. at this location, and it's pretty much been the same way ever since I got here. Hmm. You know, there's been a 20, 30 cent difference in price of fuel from our price here compared to theirs. Uh-huh. So um, convenience stores, it, 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 now we, I think what you said was in um, uh, 75, there, there were still selling uh, uh, gas uh, and uh, beer at the same store, but that hadn't been going on too long at that point, had it? No, you know, pretty much. As a, as a kid, before I got before I got into the business, there was a couple in 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 the small town uh, where I lived, which is you know Pearsall, Texas. Is pretty much back then is it was, you know, a couple of horses and 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 uh, mm-hmm. you know, tumbleweeds blowing through downtown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they they didn't offer fuel. There was just just pretty much merchandise that was offered. You know the the usual staples: uh-huh. beer, chips, uh-huh. bread, you know, groceries, snacks, and then uh, eventually everybody. Once once uh, the, the corporate store, like that Circle K that I went to work for, they brought they came in, built the store, and put in fuel pumps. Uh huh. And huh. that's where pretty much that started. And huh. after that, I guess once the convenience store that goes into business. They must have fuel to attract, to attract the customer. Sure. Yeah. I mean, did, but did did you ever did it ever give you pause at, at some point that we were selling a beer and gas at the same place? Uh, no, no, not really. No, I, I mean, it's I never you know really said that. Thought about why that. Why we fuel at the same? Well, no, it's pretty it's much. A, uh, it made economic sense for sure. Yeah, it made econo- it, it was econo- it was it was making economic sense because you had one stop for everything you needed. Yeah, you got fuel. You got your beer. You got your chips. Whatever you needed. Right. And boom, you're on your way. So, um, how does a person? I mean, by any standards, uh, you have succeeded in life at, in your pursuit. Uh, uh, if I have, yes. Yes, you certainly have. And uh, one of the things that would uh, prohibit others of us, perhaps, to do what you did. Is you must have some kind of stick to itiveness about you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I'm, I've never been afraid of hard work. Uh, I know that's what it uh, t- usually takes to get ahead in this world. Especially, you know, you want to make something out of yourself and do stuff for yourself. Mm-hmm. You stick to it. You keep at it. Put your you know nose to the grindstone and keep it trucking. <laughs> now you're a Mexican American. 
Yes, sir. I'm, uh, Mexican American is my heritage. And uh, where were you born in the United States? Yes, sir. I was born in in, in the little town of Pearsall, Texas, uh-huh. in 1956. So you're a Texas dude all the way. All the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you about that because I'm new here. I just moved here very shortly uh, before I met you. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, I'm curious. Um, let's talk a little bit about you as a citizen of the uh, state of Texas and this incredibly what I consider, you know, I just moved here to Austin and I came here three or four times to check it out, right, before I actually moved here. And of course, uh, uh-huh. being close to the West Coast, I heard that, and I'm a news junkie and a journalist, and so uh, I was aware of the fact that many, 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 many people were moving to Austin even people from a left sort of state like California into a very right sort of state, Texas, right. Um, right. for some reason, what is the allure here in Austin, Texas? Uh, well, like you said, I guess it's, 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 you know, it's a pretty conservative state, uh, which I am myself a you know, conservative. Uh-huh. Uh, and it, I guess the freedom... And I'm sure you're much more than that, too, Adon. Oh yeah, well yeah, I think yeah, I because we're all much more than conservative or liberal. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we are. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I mean it's 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 it's, uh, you know, just uh, the freedom that that I guess that uh, just the word of living in Texas pretty much exudes. It's okay. It's bigger than life. Mm, uh, it is, isn't it? <laughs> I've never seen a place with such an attitude about itself. Oh. I mean, even the Dairy Queen commercials are singing oh, the yeah. song. That's what I love about Texas. Exactly. And Dairy Queen's everywhere. <laughs> Dairy Queen's everywhere, exactly. <laughs> but it, it, it seems that by the commercials, it, it, they seem to have been born born in Texas. Well, it, it, it suggests yeah. to me that one person owns a lot of Dairy Queens in Texas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, they are. It's, it's, uh, it's some, some of those are, are family-owned. It's like, say, like franchise. It's like... You know, if, if you come to Texas, you got to go to Whataburger. But you know, uh, the the state capitol here. I think what uh, it burned down in the nineties. Uh, if it, I remember correctly, not that I remember. Well, it was rebuilt in the nineties, and I think because of yeah, damage they, by they fire. Did major extensive work to it. Yes, I remember. So that. the 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 capitol here in Austin is the second largest capital area space wise. In the country, the number one being the capital of Washington D.C. Right, that's Texas. That's, right, but the, the only thing about the the and that I've read before and and uh, if I remember reading correctly was that the actually the actual capital, state capital of Texas it just stands a little bit taller than the Washington. Yeah. Washington. Well, it's a million square feet, and the the yeah. the Washington capital is a million point five. Point five, yeah. Yeah, and so t- with a million square feet now, they're the, the biggest. But uh, I um I have to tell you, uh, uh, Don, uh, I love it here. I tell people I'm like a dog in a new park after a fresh rain. <laughs> Do you have dogs? Uh, no, no. It's actually, we're we're cat people. Oh, you are. How many do yeah, you have? Cat, yeah, yeah. My daughter. When my when when I, when my daughter was growing up, she she she's a cat lover, and then then you know it pretty much. I deal better with cats really than dogs. Uh, I had dogs as a kid growing uh-huh. up. Yeah, yeah. But we live. You know, grew up uh, grew up on a farm and a ranch, so 
it was pretty much a given. Yeah. To get that dog. Well, that's interesting. I've had cats, and I, I will have more. I'm a two-dog person right now, which on a cold uh-huh. night is a blessing. <laughs> you know? Well, listen, anything uh, that you'd like to uh, pass on to our public here from uh, uh, your perch in the overall scheme of things, or have we pretty well covered it? Well, you know, pretty, well, pretty much well covered it. The only thing I would say is, you know, if, if you moved, just moved here to Texas or even if you've been here all your life, uh, there's no better place to, to grow up, to move ahead, make something of yourself. Uh, it gives us the opportunity is always available to, in, here in Texas. And, and you, that's with any company. And you, yeah, and you speak from, uh, from experience. I just have to tell you, I, it, um, I admired you from the moment I met you. Well, I appreciate that. And I wanted, and, and I'm so grateful that you were willing to uh, spend some time with me. I'm, uh, in the process of launching um, a podcast, which is a delivery system, right? Uh, and it's like radio, which is where I got my start back in high school, like I said, a long time ago. Long ago. <laughs> and um, uh, so, but I really am, I've met some amazingly interesting um, people worldwide in my pursuits as a broadcaster over the years. And uh, had some incredible opportunities and experiences. And now I just, I want to chat and share with the most interesting people I can find. And you're my first. I'm not saying you're the most interesting, but you definitely (laughs) interested me. Well, I'm glad I'm interesting enough to, 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 you know, be in your first year here in Austin. Very cool. And I thank you for that. Adam Barajos. Barajas, rather. Excuse me. Yes. I thank you so much. Uh, He's uh, the now... To be clear, you're not a clerk. You are a manager there. I am the store manager. Yes. And somebody tried to tell me they thought, um, because I said, well, I I think I'm going to uh, interview Adon, and Uh uh, I'm doing some part-time hosting over at Jack Allen's Kitchen. Uh Have you ever eaten there? Uh Oh, yes. Yeah. Great food. You and everybody else. Great food. Uh, uh, and uh, one of the managers says, "No, no, I think he owns the place." And so I've, oh, yeah. I have since confirmed that that's not the case. No, 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 no. This, this is a chain store. Yeah. It's a company store. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be working as much if I owned it. <laughs> but you well, do. You know, I actually probably would be working more if I owned. Well, you probably would, and you yeah. do cashier, and that's a good management decision, oh, yeah. I guess. I do it all, sir. From cashiering to managing to cleaning bathrooms. Are you incentivized? Yes, we are. Uh huh. Good. And that's what makes it possible for you to buy and pay for a house. Exactly. That helps a lot. Don, I uh, count you amongst my uh, early friendships uh, here in this wonderful town of Austin, and I thank you so very, very much for taking the last, uh, like, 20, almost 23 minutes talking to me. Thank you for that. Certainly. You're certainly welcome. And I'll be in for, uh, I'm going to bring my cup in next time to get that coffee a little cheaper. All right. Uh, that, that is certainly an incentive. Adon, <laughs> you're my man. Thanks a lot. All right. I say good talking to you. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.